New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. You that are here, and thank God for your support for Daphne, um, you know, for... Um, you know, it's a tremendous blessing for her to be here because a lot of people today on a day like this and just happened to her would not even be in church. Um, I think a church is a place you can go when, when it's birthdays, anniversaries, or whatever. People have a tendency to celebrate. I'm not saying don't celebrate. But if you're not planning to go out there, man, that's the greatest place to be, right in church, by the grace of God. I mean, celebrate, why, why not celebrate with the Lord? Celebrate with your church family. Hallelujah. And, you know, some people go home and sit home and look, lick their wounds and whatever and talk about what's not happening. And stuff. Hey, man, rejoice. Rejoice. It's time to rejoice by the grace of God. Amen. God is good. Look at your neighbor and say, God is good. All the time. All the time. All the time, God is good. And like I say, if you go down Meridian Street, you can't, uh, the church... It's on the south side of uh, A&M University, heading, heading south. And then it'll be on the, on the north side of Meridian Street, heading north. It'll be on the right side as well. So it'll be on the left, heading south. be on the right, heading north. So it depends on which direction you're going. So you can't miss a big old church sitting off to your left. Should be plenty of parking um, um, tomorrow, so um, so shouldn't be a problem about parking. But I don't advise you get there too late. Now, um, also, you're not going to be, you're not going to have these seats you have here. They have the old pews in there. Okay, so um, so if you want to get there early and get your end seat or whatever, you know, and because sometimes you know people get a little territory about crawling over people and whatever and stuff like that. So you give me your head up, so heads up, so you can prepare yourself. Amen. So if you want an end seat, you probably want to get there early because that's what I plan to do because I have to do prayer. So I want to have to crawl over people to get out and crawl back over people to get back in or whatever. So so by the grace of God. But anyway, just a little logistics and things, just a plan to make sure you got to um, be ready to go tomorrow. Amen. 11 o'clock. What time is the film going to be tomorrow? Meridian Street, amen, praise God. Lakeside United Methodist Church, hallelujah, amen. Okay, enough of that, so now we're going to get ready to get into God's word. Today we want to share with you about standing on God's promises. Man, old Theo yesterday, man, was he was he was habanero hot yesterday, brother. Brother and sister, I tell you, he was habanero. What you, what you guys think? What you guys think? Talk to me, brother Gary. What you guys think? What do you think, brother Ernest? He was hot. Brother, he was coming in hot yesterday talking about spiritual understanding. I tell you what, that brother, I tell you, he was, it was a good word, good word. Amen, good word by the grace of God. Amen. I tell you, God's missing when they don't come out, I tell you, by the grace of God. But it was a good word, spiritual understanding. Amen. And I appreciate the fact that he had done his studying and he, had, he was not, he was well prepared to share with the with the brothers, and, and we appreciate all the brothers who attended yesterday. And to include me, I, got, I definitely got some out of it. Amen. So It's amazing to me how we can sit in church week after week, month after month, 
and never change. And listen to the word being preached there and never change. That's amazing to me. Uh, I'm just uh, always been very sensitive. to the Holy Spirit when he, when he talks to me. But since I got sick, I became more sensitive to what he does for me by the grace of God. And I'm so thankful for God, what God has done for me, and I'm so appreciative of the fact that what he has done. You got your Bibles this morning. Turn with us to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18. For those that was in prayer this morning, the scripture while, while I was sharing with you about letters going to perfection, that's Hebrews chapter 6 and verse, verse 1, Hebrews 6 1. And this morning we're going to be speaking about, speaking from Hebrews 6, 18 in the New Century Version. I like what the new, how the New Century puts it, amen. For those that don't have the New Century, we also place it on the overhead so you can read it. It reads a little bit different than the King James, amen. Why do we use different version? We want to make the word of God so applicable to you, make it applicable to you so you can be able to get an understanding. And like, and like Phil was saying yesterday, you need to get an understanding. Not just know it, but get an understanding of what you know and what you know you can be able to apply by the grace of God. Amen? Got your Bible. Please stand with us to the book of um, and let us stand and read them God's word. Amen? God is an amazing God. I tell you, he really is. He said, Do these two things cannot change. What cannot change? God cannot lie when he make a promise. He cannot lie when he make an oath. Those two things God will never change. Can't change and won't change. When he make a promise, he's not, he's not lying. When he make an oath, when he make an oath to you, his covenant and all the promise to you or whatever, He's not going to lie about it. If God made that promise to you, listen to me. Only reason it don't come to pass unless you just check out the net before it happened. But if he make that promise to you, you can almost take it to the bank. It's going to happen. You heard me say many times, get ready, get ready, because guess what? It's going to happen by the grace of God. And I like the way he placed it, the new century placed it. He said God cannot lie when he make a promise. He cannot lie when he make an oath. These things encourages us who came to God for safety. They give us strength to hold on to the hope that we have been given by the grace of God. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for what you're going to say to us, the things you're going to bring to our remembrance today, bring to our mind. And I pray, Father, that your word will not return into your void, but it will accomplish in place, in the place in where to you sent it. We thank you for this right now. Holy Spirit, we're here to share with the people what you've given us. And follow sieve and go, how we none but such as we have, we give unto them in Jesus' name. And we pray that signs and one that will follow this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Anoint us to speak today, God. Holy Spirit, I'm open to you to hear what you got to say even while I'm speaking today. My ears are open to you so we can continue to hear by the grace of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. God is good. Amen. Why do God give us his promises? You ever thought about that? Why do God give us his promises? He gives us his promise for this reason. 
So the not because he didn't give us his promise, not because for us to live below his standards, but us be able to live up to the standard he's already set for us by the grace of God. So he've already set the standards, but by giving us his promises, he reminds us of the standard he has set for us. Not to live below them, below the circumstances and all that stuff. Because see, most people have a tendency when circumstances come to get caught up in the circumstance. And they forget about the promises of God. But really, by the grace of God, when you're going through your circumstance, that's when you need to be reminded of the promises of God. Amen? Not to really to overlook them or forget about them, but to remind yourself of what God has already said and what God has already promised you. And that's why it's so, so important when you're going through, before you go through situations, it's good to know God's word. Because, see, the Holy Spirit, Luke 12, 12 said this. I didn't, it's not on over here, but Luke 12, 12 said this. The Holy Ghost, look at your neighbor, say the Holy Ghost. Or the Holy Spirit will teach you in the same hour what you need to say. So if you have not planted the word, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit can't bring it back to you. But if you have planted that word in your heart, when you get into a situation, the Holy Spirit will bring that word back to you. That's why David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you by the grace of God. So the word is very powerful. Hebrews 4.12 says, God's word, it is quick and it is powerful and sharper than then the two-edged sword. God's word is quick and powerful. We're still talking about God's promises this morning. Standing on God's promises. Um, Romans chapter 4 and verse 21 says this, being fully convinced that God has the power to do what he has promised. God has the power. If he promised you something, you don't have to worry about it. A lot of people have a tendency to try to get involved into God's plan. Look at your neighbors. Get involved in God's plan. And what I mean by that, they try to do things to make, if God is not doing it, they try to make it seem like God is doing it for them because God hasn't, hasn't done it. But that's not what you need to do. You need to make sure that what you're doing, it is from God's word. And God has given you that promise. And if he has given it to you, guess what? God don't need your help. Look at your neighbor and say, he don't need my help to bring it to pass. Because he's going to bring it to pass by the grace of God. And if it don't come to pass, guess what? Don't get, don't, don't get delirious. Don't get upset and get angry. Guess what? God didn't say it. <laughs> It's just that simple. God didn't say it. Because when God says something, he's going to bring it to pass by the grace of God. Then look at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 11. And the Amplified Version says this. The scripture said, no man who believes in him or adheres to him, relies on and trusts in him, will never, will ever be put to shame or disappointed. Now, a lot of people in church need, need that scripture this morning. Will never be put to shame or disappointed those who trust in him those who what trust in him you know I've you know this this scripture have always uh, has always been in my mind but I'm going to quote it to you in the book of first John chapter 5 and verse 14 he said this is the confidence what confidence we have in him that if he if we ask anything Anything according to his word or will, he what? 
He heareth us according to the word. Amen. This is what? This is the confidence that we have in him. What is the confidence? The trust, the reliability, the dependability, knowing him. Amen. If you got that confidence in him, guess what? That's a condition that that scripture is conditional. Look at your neighbors. Say conditional. This is the confidence we have in him. What is condition? I got to have confidence in what? In him. That if I have the confidence in him, what he's going to do? That we ask. He's going to do it. Amen? You don't have to beg. You don't have to plead. You don't have to go through all these changes. But your part is you got to have confidence. Well, God, can you do this? You don't believe he can do it. He probably won't do it. It's a good prayer, but guess what? It may not happen. But if we got the confidence, the dependability, God, I just know you can do this. If you're in a situation, you can't assume God can do it. You need to know God going to do it by the grace of God. Amen? That's why it's important to you. And if you, if you plan to be successful in life, I'm telling you right now, you need God on your side. If, if you know, I don't know what college is doing today or whatever, whatever. But if they want the, their students that they teach and train to be successful, that should be the first thing they should teach them is about God. Because except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waking, but it's in vain. But we teach them all this good stuff but never about God. Then when we do teach about God, it's always water down. We need to teach people about the faith and trust in God's promises. If you want to be successful in life, I'm telling you, you want to always put God first. If you want to live a successful life, you, know, you want God in your life by the grace of God. You don't want to do God like a spare tire, put him in your trunk, and wait until you have a blowout, then you hope he's inflated, Hope he's there. Then you go get him and put him on your car and move on. No, that's not what you want to do. You always want to know God is with you. By the grace of God. God is an amazing God. Hallelujah. Don't worry about my tears. Amen. These are tears of joy. I'm excited about what God is doing. And that's why he said, well, never be put to shame. Never be put to shame or what? I can't remember one time God ever disappointed me. I can't. He's not, my, he's not always on my timing, but he's never late. He's never late. He always shows up and shows out by the grace of God. Then look at, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1. In verse 20. And I encourage you, for those that don't take note, you should take note. There should be some scripture. Not all scripture, but it should be one scripture you always should be able to walk out of this place and take with you and meditate during the week time by the grace of God. When you go into a business meeting in the world, in the secular world, you don't just walk in there empty handed. You take your notebook or something. They look at you like you're crazy. You walk up in there. If of all of a sudden 
if, the, if a president of, a, of an organization come in and start talking to you, whatever, he would expect, look for somebody taking some type of note. Get one scripture with you and take with you and meditate on it. Because no way human impossible, you're going to remember everything that Pastor John said. Then next week, when you come in contact with a friend, a whole, you want to tell him about what I said, you can't remember because you didn't write it down. I can't recall how many times I've written notes and been talking to people on the phone. I was able to reach over there in my notebook and say, hey, this is the scripture here you need to read. Are you listening to me? Listen to me. If you, if you, if you want to get into this thing, let's get into it by the grace of God. Not just walk the walk and, just, and not talk and just talk the talk, but you want to be able to walk the walk and talk the talk by the grace of God. You want this stuff to work for you by the grace of God. And it will work. It will work for you if you apply it. Just like medication. It do you no good sitting in the bottle. You got to take it, ingest it, and drink water, and do what it says. If you do it and follow instruction on it, it will work for you. The doctor's not going to walk in your house and beat you in the head and say, look, you need to take your medicine. That's up to you. God is not going to beat you over your head and say, hey, you need to read your word. But if you take it and ingest it and apply it, I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. You're not beyond hope. When, when they stretch you across the altar, can't speak anymore, that's when it's over. Look at your neighbor, that's, that's when it's over. In this life. But it depends on where you are and your relationship with Jesus. There's going to be a, a sad day if you don't know Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. All the promises of God in him are yea. The word yea means absolutely certainty. Absolutely certainty. If you get a promise from God, if God said, by his stripes are you are healed, Listen to me. It's not that you're going to be healed. You might be healed. You are healed. Even though your body is going through all types of pain, you are healed. Now, what you got to do is believe what he said and apply it. And that's why you don't want to get ready. That's why you need to be ready by the grace of God. When it comes to success, God told Joshua how to become successful. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein both day and night. I can look back over the years of my military experience. I tell you, I stayed in God's word, and I tell you what, I many times stayed above, stayed ahead of my colonels and what it called. I remember one day my captain asked me, he said, he said, John, how in the world do you manage to stay ahead of all this stuff? And I told him, nobody but God. And then he got to a point where things started working. God started blessing me. And he started seeing the blessings upon me. When we be, in the, we be in the field, out there in the field, he'll find me. He said, Son H, where you at? I said, I'm over here, sir. So I'm over here. He said, hey, let's go for a walk. Tell me about this man named Jesus. This is captain now. And I tell him about Jesus. He said, that's enough. That's enough. And after then, I shut up. After I tell him about Jesus. Share with him what he wanted to hear. 
by the grace of God. And God changed his life. God will plant them seeds in life. People don't care how much you know of them until they show you how much they care. See, people are looking for you to walk this, to walk this thing out by the grace of God. Because, see, the devil have told people, that mess don't work. That stuff don't work. And they are looking to you to see will it work or not. And by the grace of God, that's when you have to stand up and show out by the grace of God. And God, and God will prove to them that it'll, that it'll work. And that's why the scriptures, all the scriptures in the word is absolutely certainty that it will work by the grace of God. You might ask him, what do you mean by God promises a yes? The question is, will God heal? Yes, he will heal. If you don't believe he'll look at you, just look up and look at me. God healed me right in front of your eyes. Did you see it? Many of you guys seen me when I was going through cancer and all this stuff. Y'all know I was struggling. You could look at me and struggle, but one of you not one of you walked up to me and said, Pastor, you're struggling. Y'all kept praying. And because of your prayer, look what is look, look where I am, by the grace of God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall honor themselves and pray and seek my face, I will forgive their sin. And then, then he goes back, back up a little bit. If my people, which are called by my name, shall turn from their wicked ways, I will forgive their sin and heal the land. Do the land need to be healed? That's what the church should have been doing during when COVID broke out. Instead of running and jumping and flipping and flopping, we should have been praying. God gave us a, gave us a word what we need to do. If my people, which are called by my name, to humble themselves and pray. That's why I say if you, if you do nothing there, you always want to develop a good prayer life. Amen? Develop a good prayer life where you and Jesus can have a, a good talk by the grace of God. He's willing to heal by the grace of God. Whether you believe it or not, by the grace of God. And you cannot believe everything you hear that people tell you. If you get a sentence from the doctor saying this or saying that, you got a choice to make. Who report you going to believe? Believe God's word? You're going to believe him. Most people believe God's, believe what the doctors say. And when you believe what the doctors say, you're going to depend on the doctor for all your answers. You got to remember the doctors are your resource. God is your source. I'm not saying don't disrespect disrespect doctor. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm telling you, Dr. Jesus is higher than than any of your doctors you have on this earth, by the grace of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Talking about standing. He said, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, do what? Stand what? Stand firm. I'm going to give you a definition of what stand, to stand means. It means to immovable. Even when you are the smallest or the youngest person or the last one standing, stand. Let me say that again. Means immovable. In other words, you're not going to be pushed around. You're not going to be, you're not going to allow what you hear, the thoughts that you, and the things you're feeling, 
cause you to move or waver. Amen? That is to stand. Now, when you stand your ground, it's a little bit different. Let me give you a definition when you stand your ground. When you stand your ground means you refuse to change position. Shift. You refuse to change your position or shift from one place to another. You refuse to back up or back down in the face of oppositions. You refuse to what? You refuse to move from one place to another. You refuse to back down in the face of opposition. You stand on God's promises. And sometimes that's what you got to do, brothers and sisters. Everything's not going to come easy always. I look back over my life, a lot of hard things I went through, I didn't like it. But I appreciate them now because it helped me to be where I am today. Because I look back at them now because I believe, I know for a fact that God was with me, taking me through those things by the grace of God. So God is, is able. So stand your ground means refuse to change position. In other words, change position, this is what you believe today, but somebody else come along and talk to you, then you change what you're believing about, that situ about your situation now. If they're not telling you what God's words say do, then you got a choice to make. Either listen to them or not listen to them. And the devil uses people to do that. Look what he did to Job. Job's wife told him, said, well, man, why don't you cuss the Lord and die? He said, woman, you talk like a foolish woman. I'm not going to curse God and die. But God can use, I mean, the devil can use people just like God can use people. People yield to the devil. That's why people do all this killing and stuff like that. Because they yield to the thoughts and the ideas of the devil. Just like they can do things to hurt people, they also can yield to God and love people. They don't have to do what they're doing, but they yield to the influence of the enemy. And words are seeds. Words are seeds. Once the enemy plants that word in your, in your head, he don't care. He let it lay there. Just like you a seed. Put a seed in the ground, it just it'll lie in that ground and, and eventually it'll take root. If it depends on the soil, it'll take root and start growing. Just that same thing with bad thoughts. If you lay around and think a lot of crazy stuff and let the devil continue to marry you and let yourself marinate on them crazy thoughts, you end up acting them out. Don't about wake up in the morning and say, you know what? The day is a great day to be a fool. Don't nobody do that. They start listening to the wrong thoughts. And they start giving in to them thoughts. And the devil starts showing them things about them thoughts. And for long, it depends on their loud old thoughts to marinate and stay in their mind. Guess what? They start acting on them. What gets into your head, for those who have been with me for a while, knows this. What gets in your head will eventually get into your heart. And what gets into your heart will eventually come out of your mouth. The abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're constantly coming up with a bunch of foolishness coming out your mouth, then you got to look at your heart. What's, what's, what you have placed in your heart. What you allow you, what you open yourself up over the years, allow yourself to be full of. 
Just like you can be full of good things, you're also going to be full of negative things. Have you ever been around people that are constantly negative? They just, every time they open their mouth, it's something negative. Full of negativity. But guess what? That just didn't happen. They have allowed themselves thoughts and fed themselves them negative thoughts. And now those negative thoughts have gotten into their heart. Now, what they can do, can they change? Yes, and absolutely can change. But the mind has to be renewed. That's how you get them negative things out of your heart. It's by mind renewal. Change your mind. And once you renew your mind, guess what? That's what Paul did. Paul, God had to purge Apostle Paul out of all the religion that he had been in, he had been taught, until he went into the Arabian desert with three years with Jesus. Look at your neighbors at three years with Jesus. God purged his mind. Because God knew for a fact the plan he had for Paul. That he had to go back and deal with them Sadducees and Pharisees that he was once a member of. And guess what? Once God renewed his mind, it was on. It was on. And Paul said, guess what? I didn't receive this what I received from man, but I received it from God. And when we get it from God, guess what? That's the best source to get it from, amen? How did Abraham learn how to trust God? How did he do that? He learned how to obey. Listen to me. How you learn how to trust God? Learn how to obey God. When God tells you to do something, you know we quote that scripture all the time, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord, lean not to your own understanding. What does that really mean? What does that really mean? Trust in the Lord, lean not to your own understanding. And we do that, God promises us, if we acknowledge him, he will guide and direct our path. But just saying trust in the Lord, lean not to your own understanding, and people constantly say that scripture, but they don't understand the essence of it, what it means. Do you really trust in God? And most of the time when we get in a situation, we start coming up with plan A, plan B, C, D, E, F. Trying to thank God. How, what's going to come, come next? You can't do that. If you're trusting God, you're trusting God. Trusting God for money ain't going down borrowing more money. Amen? If you're trusting God, you're trusting God. In other words, don't deceive, stop deceiving your heart, saying stuff that don't line up with God. That's what causes us to have false confidence. And the devil's going to call you on it when you get in trouble. Because he knows for a fact, he said, man, you don't believe this stuff. <laughs> and guess what you're going to say? You're right. Because I never, never took the time to believe it. And applied in my life. But the Bible said Abraham believed God. He trusted God. Then over in the book of, uh, book of uh, Romans chapter 4 verse 20 through 22. Read I give you all these scriptures and whatever. Why I do this. I share what, why I do what I do. Because I want you guys to get the word. Amen. Get the word. Know the word. Don't just take what I say. People this ain't. This is not the Catholic Church where you just do what the priest said do and go home and, and, and go through your rosary and all that stuff. You want to know what God said for yourself. Lay your eyes on it. Put your eyes on the word. Read it. 
when you go home and then you can meditate on it. And God can give you more revelation on what was said by the grace of God. In the book of Romans, Romans chapter 4, verse 20 through 22, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. What God promised, never wavered. That's what you got to do. When you're standing on a promise, you're waiting on something, believing for something. If you're believing for a husband, most of the time, for young women, young men that are believing for a wife, before they come, before the right one comes, the devil going to send you a counterfeit first. Are you listening to me? He or she going to come looking so much like what you asked for and what you want. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians that the enemy can appear as an angel what? Angel light. And you got to know this. He's making all these promises, telling you all what you want to hear. You know sometimes that's not God. Making all these big promises to you. Stroking your ego. That's what gets a lot of people in trouble. Hearing what we want to hear. And you got churches to do the same thing. They'll tell you everything you want to hear. It's okay to live in sin. God will forgive. And, and right now people say, well, that's the reason they accept homo homosexuality. Listen to me. According to the book of Leviticus, it's an abomination to God. Are you listening to me? I didn't make that up, regardless of whether they believe it or not. God said it's an abomination to him. And matter of fact, matter of fact, for the record, say, let me go down and turn to that just in case so you can have a scripture on it. So, so when you leave church, you, can, you got some friends. Listen to me. That don't mean God hates you. God will always love you, but he don't love the sin. By the grace of God. Amen. Is God good? You know I'm going to give you a word on it. Don't you know that? Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 12. Write this down. Because, see, it's the word that convicts. People get mad with you, but let them get mad with God. And that's okay, because God can defend himself. Leviticus chapter 12, or chapter 20 and verse 12. Say, if a man lies with his daughter-in-law, both of them should be surely what? Be put to death. For they have wrath, confusion. The blood shall be upon them. Verse 13 is the key. This is it. If a man also lies with, with what? Mankind. As he lies with a woman. Both of them. Not one. Both of them have committed and what? Committed what? Abomination to who? And they should be what? They should be united in heaven with Jesus. But see, people are teaching now, this is the law. We're no longer under the law. Then God is, we're under grace now. This does not apply. It sounds good if you're in sin, because that's what you want to hear, someone to agree with you. And most of the time, when we get in a situation, we like for people to agree with us when we're wrong. We know we're wrong. And people will come and agree with us when we're wrong. Have you ever been there but me? 
Man, I like them type of friends. Wrong, right, and different, man. I'm with you. I'm all the way. Them type of friends can't help you. They can get you into a whole lot more trouble. That's why it is important to know God's word. When those little boys start dressing up when they're kids like little girls, it's time to start correcting them and saying, look, son, you are a boy. When he want to play with the little dolls and all that good stuff, ain't nothing wrong with that type of stuff. You want to buy them little dresses and little shoes like little girls. You are training him to start thinking a certain way. Bible said Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child the way he should go. When they grow old, they will not depart from it. The word train me to instruct. Teach them. But that's all he sees. That's all he's around all the time. Guess what he would think? Now, this is just John's opinion. Why some, some guys today don't want jobs? This is Pastor John's opinion. Because all their lives, a woman have always gave them everything they wanted. And they become codependent upon that. So when they, when they get married, when they get in life, that's what they depend on. Women to provide for them. This is just, don't mean it's true, but I'm telling you, has a lot of merit to it. Has a lot of merit to it. That's why men need to be men and women need to be women by the grace of God. Now that was free. I'll take up offering for that later. <laughs> Amen. That was free. Abraham focused on God's power by the grace of God. And see, we believe in God's promises by the grace of God. They're not designed for us just to let them go and just do what we want to do. God's promises are designed to help us to live above our circumstances, believe and live way above our circumstances. And, we, and believe it or not, we can do it. Just like People want money. That's a way to get money when it comes to God. Give, and it shall be given. If you want to get out, you got to give out. It's more blessed to give than receive. I know coming up, many of us was not, was not taught that. How in the world I want to make so much money and I give God a certain percentage of that? I tell you this, you cannot afford not to. Because God know how to take those few dollars and multiply them and being able to give you more than what you gave back by the grace of God. The enemy going to attack you on it first. He's going to try you. He'll try to break the refrigerator, the car, and everything else. So you won't do it. And then it depends on how strong you are. You say, no, devil, I made a decree and a plan with God. I'm going to do this. Over the years, ever since I can remember when I, after I got saved, I always gave God, I always tithed and gave to God. And I'm telling you, I always got promoted and I always had plenty by the grace of God. You cannot afford to. I mean, people say, well, it's not, it's not left up to mankind to bless you. Because people, if people depends on the, you can have um, managers and people that, you, that, that are over you. Believe it or not, they can be jealous of you. And if they're jealous of you, they won't promote you. You know that? 
because they don't want you to get above them. How you know that, Pastor John? Because I worked for some of them. <laughs> I worked for a leader that was jealous of me. But it didn't stop me because God, they was not my source. They was just a resource. God just worked through them anyway. By the grace of God. God is good. And see, and this is the key to, um, to unlocking God's promises is what? Obeying and believing God. Those are the two keys of unlocking God's promises. When God tells you to do something, do it. And you learn how to obey and do what he tells you to do. Don't think about it. Don't try to rationalize with it. Just do it. If he said be a blessing to someone, call such and such a person. Don't put it off. And sometimes it may not nothing happen. He said, go this way. Start listening how to learn how to listen to God's voice when he talked to you. And just do it. And I'm telling you, you'll find yourself in less problem, dealing with less problem and having less problem. Because you learn how to trust him. Because remember the Holy Spirit, God said when we told Jesus, told the, the um, disciples. In the book of John, the first, in the 14th chapter of 1 John, I mean in the book of John, Jesus told them, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Why, why was he telling them that? He said, look, don't allow yourself to get all emotional involved here. If you believe in God, believe also in me. Why was he telling them that? Look, I've told you everything is about to happen. So why all of a sudden now you become in trouble? We know stuff's going to happen. So why are we allowing ourselves to get all emotional involved and get all upset? And since you got to know that God is always with you. He's not there to hurt you. He's there to help you. We know all things work together for the good. To them are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. We know this. So when things start happening, you got to remember what? If God got you out of that situation yesterday, surely he can get you out of my situation today. I listened to the news last night. I ain't seeing nothing on news saying that God was dead. He ain't coming back. <laughs> He's coming back. And what he promised, he would do what he promised by the grace of God. And seeing the poem of the that's why it's important to be able to have faith. Hebrews 11, 11 and 6 says this. God rewards faith, not unbelief. Let me say that one more time. God awards faith, not unbelief. Hebrews 11 and 6 said what? Said without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must what? Believe that he is. That he who? He is God. And what he has promised, being fully persuaded, what he has promised he is able to perform. We just read the scripture um, earlier today for those that wrote it down. Remember I read the scripture? In the book of, book of Romans, Romans chapter 10 and verse 11, he said that no man who believes in him, who adheres to or relies on him and trusts him, will never be put to shame or disappointed. That's a good scripture you remember, amen? In Amplified Version. Will never be disappointed. Listen to me. Will never be disappointed. And that's true. Never be disappointed by the grace of God. 
See, you must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, of them. Not everybody. A lot of people quote this girl. God is rewarded. Them that diligently say, are you one of them? Are you one of the seekers? That's a question you have to ask. Am I a seeker? Am I a runner? Because a lot of times people get in trouble. They run instead of, instead of going to God. They run from God instead of running to God. They get on Facebook and tell, tell the world all, all the problems. I know you God never do nothing like that. No. Must believe that he is. And guess what? He is a reward of those that diligently seek him. That diligently. See, God be throwing these words in there to people, but people don't be catching these words. They've been missing these words. Listen to what, read it and think about it. Read it again and make sure that you get an understanding of what he's, what he's telling you. It was those that diligently not when I feel like it, not when I get around to it. I don't feel like reading my Bible today. I don't feel like talking. I don't feel like praying today. No, he's not talking about that. That diligently. Never giving up, never quitting by the grace of God. And see, and the thing about God is this. See, the reason why many times we don't receive the thing from God because we just don't believe him by the grace of God, unfortunately. And we believe it, it'll come to pass. See, the Israelites heard the promises. Yeah, many people come to church every Sunday and hear God's promises. Heard a preacher preach. Heard a, cow, heard a priest teach the word or whatever. But the problem with it is, many times, it don't help them. Just like it didn't the children of Israel. It didn't help them. Even though they heard the word. It didn't help them. Go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 58. 5, 58. 15, I'm sorry, 15, 58. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. See, faith is believing. You already have what you're hoping for. Believe in what you're always hoping for. I might have given you the scripture already. No, I have not. But anyway, it's still it talks about, it said, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Letting nothing what? That's, the, that's what I want you to get. Let nothing move you. I knew it was something in that scripture I want you to catch. Move you. Move you. Can things move you? Yes, they can. Depends on the circumstance. It can move you. It can move you from, from doubt to fear and the whole nine yards. That's what it did to the church. That pandemic moved people. Instead of moving them to faith, it moved them to fear. It can move you. Just like it can move you from, uh, like it moved people to fear, the word also can move you to faith. To trust God. And you heard me say it again. I say it again. If you can't believe God for a dollar, how are you going to believe him for a hundred dollars? See, it's taking what you believe in the spiritual realm about God and pulling it down. Look at your neighbor and say, pulling it down into the natural realm. 
I don't have it yet, but I know it's on its way. FedEx, get ready to deliver. UPS is driving up in a minute. It's coming. It's coming. I'm not waiting for God to drop it. I'm reaching up. I'm pulling it down from the spiritual realm into the natural realm by the grace of God. I'm getting it. I'm getting it by the grace of God. Because that's what I had to do when I was sick. I had to put, I knew I was healed, but I had to pull it from the physical realm, from the spiritual realm into the physical realm to start manifesting itself into my body. Was well, a challenge? Absolutely a challenge. But if I knew if I trust and obey, but there was no other way. And I did it. The Paul Harvester you heard and seen the rest of the story. By the grace of God. That's why it's important. I want to share two principles with you today that I really want you to get. I want to get you, I want you to get these two principles. One of those is about fear. It's about fear. Look in the book of um, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. See, fear will move you, will cause you to change. You ever um, for, for a lot of for some of our students that are going to school, have you ever had to go for a test? Had a test coming up, and all of a sudden you got nervous. Cause you ever you know got nervous, and all of a sudden you got start re- getting real nervous about it, and especially for a medical test when you're not sure about the outcome of it. You get real nervous about it. Fear, fear, try to grab you. Try to grab a hold of you. Now, I want to give you this scripture here, um, Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10, for fear. You need to memorize this scripture. Memorize this scripture. Get it into your heart. Meditate on it. Think about it. So when you get, and keep a little three by five, five card with you. Write it down. So when you go to the doctor's office, when you have to, none there, put it in the bathroom. Put it somewhere you can get a hold of it and read this scripture, meditate on this scripture. He said, therefore, dearly beloved, he said, he said, he said, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will hold thee with my right hand of righteousness. We, sh- we shall be, in, I'm, I'm sorry, we should be in being filled with, with uphold um, and trust. We should not be, able to be being moved by, by, um, by fear. We should not be moved by fear. The scripture, God has said he's going to be with you. Um, many times, you know, sometimes the girls, you know, go for a walk and stuff like that. You know, with all the crime and stuff like that going on. And stuff like that. I know it can be intimidating sometimes. But you don't have to fear. Because you ask, before you move, you say, God, I'm getting ready to do this. And I need you to go with me and before me. Send you, because we have angels. As Jelly Theo said, we have angels sitting up there biting, the, biting the, playing with their fingernails. Because they got nothing to do. Because we haven't given them anything to do. Loose them angels. These angels go before me and with me. 
Watch over me. When you get ready to go on the road and whatever. Because all your guns and all this stuff can't protect you always. They can't. Even though people think they do, but they can't. Be not dismayed. For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee and I will help thee. And God tells him, guess what? Don't fear. And see, fear is not of God. Look at first, um, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. Fear is not of God. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. And see, when things happen to you, that's not an opportunity really to start to get mad with the devil. Sometimes we need to take a look at ourselves. So why is this happening to me? That says a lot about you. Tells a lot about you. Says a lot about yourself. And what you need to do to prepare yourself when a situation comes up again. He says here, but God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's talking to Timothy here. Timothy was a young pastor, just beginning to pastor a church. And he was a little bit intimidated. And sometimes you can come up against people you're going to feel a little bit intimidated by. Because the way they come across to you, the way they talk to you, you're going to feel intimidated. And if you're not not careful, the spirit of fear will try to embrace you, try to grip you. But he did not give us a spirit of fear, but he did give us, but he also tells Timothy in that same scripture that God had given us three things there. Note, make a note of them. He's giving you power. He's giving you love and a sound mind to make good decisions and good understanding. He's giving you the ability to make good understand, to make good, clear decisions if you want to. A sound mind by the grace of God. He's not giving you fear, but he's giving you power. Love and of a sound mind. Three things. So if anything other than that come at you when you're dealing with stuff, it's not God. It's not God. Because when you get sick, the devil going to tell you you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die. That's what he's going to tell you. If you have no hope and don't believe in God and trust God, I'm telling you, he's going to wear you down with it. Tell your family, get ready, because they're going to bury you. <laughs> like the devil told Hilda, said, when she was putting some clothes, when I was sick, putting some clothes in the cleaner. And he told her, he said, look, I don't know why you're putting them clothes in them cleaner, because he don't, he don't wear them no more. Y'all think I'm joking, don't you? I'm not lying to you. Devil talk to you just like God will talk to you. And that doctor coming out and tell you, give you a, a diagnosis that's, that's unfavorable, he's going to talk to you. You know what? And then he started telling you what could happen. Oh, God. We ready to go home and cut our wrist. That's when you got to know that you know that you know by the grace of God. You cannot allow yourself to fear. Look at Psalms 91. Psalm 91. 
This is scripture we stood on during the pandemic. Psalm 91. This was, this was our medicine for New Hope Outreach Ministry. And by the grace of God, no one in this church that with COVID, in Jesus' name, we go to this, go to that uh, film tomorrow. Nobody in New Hope Outreach Ministry will catch COVID from anybody. In Jesus' name. We'll not have no symptoms, no flus, or nothing else. I'm telling you, we can speak to speak to the mountain. Call those things as not as though they were. And just trust God. When you start coughing, say, in Jesus' name, I rebuke that. That's not of God. That's not what I pray for. That's not what I'm believing for. I think in verse 7, where it says, A thousand shall fall by thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. Yeah. A thousand shall what? Fall by thy side. And ten thousand at thy right hand. But, but what? Why the church is not standing on that word? It's right there in the Bible. If they read, that's King James at, at that. And most of them have King James Bible. They don't read the other translation because many of them think it's of the devil. <laughs> it's not God. <laughs> really? I tell you, it's crazy stuff. That's why the world's all jacked up. Because we've got jacked up peoples in jacked up places. Unfortunately. It is what it is. I'm telling you. I've been around some strange people over, over the years. Hill and I, sometimes we talk about we were down in Texas. Man, I tell you what, we was, we, we, we was in a mess down there, I tell you. It was a mess. But anyway, but God delivered us. Look at your neighbor and say, but God delivered us. Amen. By the grace of God. Amen. And that's why it's so good to be able to, to trust in him. By the grace of God, trust in him. Then another, another promise you need to uh, be concerned about is worry about worrying. There's always something to think about and always something to worry about if you choose to do it. Look in the book of um, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Now Jesus relate worrying to hardness of heart, believe it or not. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Worrying about it is not going to change the problem not going to change it. And he's talking to the disciples. He said, therefore I say unto what you, take no thought of your life or what you should eat or what you should drink nor yet um, for your body what you should put on. Is not your life more than meat and your body more than raiment? He's talking to the disciples here. Then another scripture right there in Psalm Psalm 55 and verse 22. He said, cast, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee, and he will never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you, as in the book of Peter. God is just so loving. He's so kind to us. And see, he don't give us the promises for us to live below his standards. He give us the promises, promises so we can live above the standards that come against us. So we can live above the standards that's out there. See, we don't have to live 
to the standard that the world has set forth and which people have settled for. You can live above that. He has given you promises to do that. Just like this year is a year of abundance. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians will go through this year, unfortunately, struggling. Believe in what they have to do. No, you don't have to do nothing but believe and trust God. If you believe and trust God, it's already laid out. I've came to you and have not a sad life, not a jacked up life, a dope life, or a, a disappointed life, but I came to you and have an abundant life. Overflowing with good things by the grace of God. Not just struggling, getting by. Amen. You have more than enough. God get no joy from us just struggling, getting by. That's why he said, he didn't say, well, I came to you, you might have life just, just enough, just a little bit. No, abundant. <laughs> Plenty. Much more than you can imagine by the grace of God. Amen. So why are you selling for so little? Why be at the bottom when you can be at the top? Why be the last when you can be the first? Why be below, be below when you can be the head? I enjoy being at the head myself, by the grace of God, amen? I like to be first. I don't like to be last, especially when it comes to eating. Come in and get a lot of leftovers. You picked over, you get what everybody else don't want. I left for you. And being first sometimes, man, you get a chance to choose some good stuff. Because it's hot off the press. But if you wait, you may not get no salad eggs. Because they all be gone. Because if that person in front of you take two and up, take three and take four, whatever, and only 15 out there, you probably won't get any by being last. No, you always want to be first. Everything. And by being first, it's just a blessing, really. Some people think it's of the devil, really. But I like to be first. If you think I'm joking, ask Pastor Hilda. I'd rather be one, two hours early, one minute late. I know it's crazy, but it's me. Um, then Luke, Luke 20, 12, 22. Still talking about worrying. He will not suffer the righteous to be moved. So, so don't worry by the grace of God. That's why you got God's promises, so you don't have to worry. You know how God takes care of the fowls of the air? He feeds and he takes care of them. Surely, aren't you more than those than the birds of the air? Why do you think food, people throw food out for birds and whatever? God, that's God's way of providing for them. He feeds them. All the animals there is in the world. They don't raise gardens and, and all the other stuff, but he provides for them as well. Aren't you more valuable than these things? Sure you are. And that's what we got to look at ourselves as being more valuable. Not less than, but more than. By the grace of God. Then the book of Luke, Luke chapter 12 and verse 22. He said unto his disciples, who? He said unto his disciples, therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you should eat, neither for the body, or what you should put on. God going to take care of you. Just think about how little we give God. 
Think about we take that to another level and give him a little bit more than what we give him. How much more will we get and receive? Have you ever thought about that? What little I do give God, how he blessed me for just doing that a little bit. What if I do a little bit more? Glory to God. How much more would he give me? An abundance. <laughs> Amen. You experience more than what you're giving, that's all. You experience much more than what you're giving. God is just amazing. Why God gave us his promise? Not for us to live below the poverty level. But he give us and he give us his promise so we can live above. So we can't believe and live above our circumstances. Look at your neighbors and circumstances. Whatever they may be, financially or whatever, you can live above that. And many of you today, you can truly say within your heart, even all this stuff that's going on in the world, because of God's blessing, you still can pretty much eat what you want to eat and buy what you want to buy. You may not want to pay for it, but guess what? You got the money to pay for it if you choose to do so. And the only reason we don't get it is because we just don't want to pay for it. Don't want to spend the money because we know for a fact it shouldn't be that. The price shouldn't be that way. But God has provided you the money to do so if you want it. So guess what? He's taking care of you. Amen? And he will continue to take care of you by the grace of God. Standing on God's promises. Amen? Let's go over, go over the definition again. Standing on God's promises. I like this, um, by the grace of God, I like these good things um, that he gives me, amen. We have these conversations early in the morning. You got to be asleep. We be in the bed talking. He'll be asleep. Sometimes she be, uh, by the grace of God, she snores sometimes, wake me up. And so, and then she do that. So I'll, I'll get up and we spend some time with Jesus, amen. And, and he give me some good stuff early in the morning. By the grace of God, God is just good. Standing on his promises, amen. Being firm, unmovable, even when, when you're the smaller or the youngest in a situation, even when nobody else believing. And sometimes you when encounter a situation, nobody's going to believe it but you. If you waiting on other people to believe what you believe, <laughs> but I hope they're from New Hope. Because a lot of places are not going to believe like we believe. And not going to be able to willing to stand with it. I'm not really trying to put us on a pedestal, but that's just the way it is. Because men don't, don't teach the word like we teach the word, by the grace of God. I have to admit, when you come in this church, when the word is being taught, you're getting good stuff, I'm telling you. You're getting good stuff. If you leave here with some of the stuff that's being said, or go back over something that's been said, you'd be absolutely amazed what was said to you in the service. They regurgitate some of this stuff. I'm telling you, you're getting some good stuff. God blessed, had blessed the minister of New Hope to bring you guys some good word by the grace of God. Amen? And I thank God for, for the ones who does it. And, and like, like last week, Jenny brought that good, good word about God's goodness. I'm telling you, it was a good word. Amen? Stand on your ground, amen. What you need to do? Stand your ground. Remember what I said? Stand your ground means refuse to change position. Don't change position. Stay there. Don't move. Don't mean everybody's going to agree with you. Amen.
Just guess what? Don't move from one place to another place. In other words, don't start to, if you believe for one thing, if you believe for healing, keep believing for healing. Amen? Don't stop believing for healing. And even though you've had some problems from youth up, Dr. Proper told you that they never change. That's not true. That's not true. Anything can change. What seems impossible to man is not impossible with God. All things are possible to them who? They believe. See again? See that word believe? It keep coming up. It keep coming up. It just don't happen. You got to do something. You got to do your part. If you do your part, guess what? You ain't got to worry about God doing his part. Because sometimes we get upset. Well, well, you know you got to do your part. No. Ain't like your husband and wife doing their part. You got to do your part. Amen? If, even if they don't do their part, you still can do your part by the grace of God. God is just an amazing, amazing God. Amen? He's good. We're getting ready to close in just, just one, one second here. I want to get this scripture by the grace of God. God is just so good. He's so merciful. Hallelujah. Very, very, I say unto you, Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. Very, I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thy moved and be thy cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he what? Shall say, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Every time you look around, you're going to have trouble. If that's what you think, that's what you say. Every time you look around, get ready. You're going to have trouble. I'm always sick this time of year. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You may be sick, but I'm well. I'm walking in divine health by the grace of God. Amen. I'm completely healed by the grace of God. And seeing people, and seeing people have accepted things have died and gone to the grave believing that things for them would never change for them. But guess what? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them by the grace of God. No, sir. I believe what God said, he promised, he would do it. Amen? He would do what he promised he was going to do. And he would not. And I, he said in his word, Romans chapter 10 and verse 11, he said, those who trust in him, rely on him, will not be put to shame or disappointed. You can believe that or not believe that. How many believe that? I believe it. And by, by the grace of God, I believe that. Not be disappointed. God is good. Amen? Let's get ready to stand and be dismissed. God is just such an amazing God. Amen? Such an amazing God. Hallelujah. Standing on the promises of God. Amen. I'm telling you, that's the reason I'm here. Because it had not been for God's promises and me standing on them. Y'all been talking about me in past tense. He was. He used to be. Don't y'all remember him? <laughs> Amen. But by the grace of God, guess what? We're here. Amen. Still here. There's some things that have not been completed yet, but he ain't finished with me yet either. He who had begun a good work in you 
is faithful. He's able to bring it to completion by the grace of God. Don't forget next Sunday we're going to have a um, baptism service for two candidates. This Tiffany right there and also for another young lady. We're going to get baptized in Jesus' name. So we're going to take them to the water. Amen. God is good. He's good. Let us pray. And don't forget, don't forget your mass if you go tonight from 5 to 6 if you plan to attend and also tomorrow 11 o'clock. Amen. If you have any um, questions about anything, go to Royal Funeral Home which out there on um, Oakwood Avenue, for those that don't know, right on, if you go, if you pass a little super Walmart out there, 